It's 6 o'clock. Hi, welcome to the Joke Workshop here on mutinyradio.fm and .sf. And we've got comedians going to do their jokes. The way the Joke Workshop works, comedians do four minutes of material at three minutes. You'll hear the horn. That means wrap it up. Uh, why do I use a horn? Because it's a learning tool, and then you know what a minute feels like if you're new. So we do the horn, and then for the first eight comics, we will do comments and four minutes of comments. We, all the microphones will be on, and you can grab one and say things. Be specific. Be nice. You know, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make sure the bread tastes good. Nice, fluffy brioche bun on top. Put the shit in the middle. Maybe some mayonnaise, too. Make it taste good. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a little fried egg in there. Uh, but yeah, be nice to each other. It's about being supportive. I sit back here and take notes. I welcome you to do that as well. Um, but you don't have to. You can do anything you want on your jokes, too. Uh, you can fuck swear. Doesn't matter because we're just on the internet. And yeah. And um, this is an exciting night because it is the return, the great, the great and wonderful return of Will Brown. Clap it up, everybody. Clap for Will Brown. I'm not putting him up yet because I don't know if you're ready yet. But we're going to see whenever you want to go. It's just it's been I know it's been a while. So you're rusty, but you can watch or you can go whenever. I'm, I'm so excited by your presence today. I'm just so glad you're back. Uh, all right. Your first comic on the list. Put your hands together, everybody. For Sam Leon. Yay! She told me she didn't need me anymore. So I'm not ready for it, but uh, my therapist is. Uh, we have four sec uh, sessions booked up this week. And uh, yeah, you know, it's a tough time of the year for me. I have a lot of uh, insecurities and trust issues, you know, a lot of them tied in around the, around the holidays, you know. I mean, you know, normal stuff like, uh, you know, like Santa's not real and uh, your mom's a strong woman. Um, yeah, mom died on Christmas morning, 1978, of a heroin overdose. So I think she's uh, uh, she was a little uh, weaker than they told me. Uh, she couldn't uh, she couldn't uh, hang with the heroin. So yeah, she was a disappointment. But I did have my alcoholic father there to take care of me. Um, he was great. And when he wasn't beating me, I got to go to church, you know? Um, I mean, we weren't Catholic, but I was a cute kid. So Father Tom took me in. And, you know, I know priests get a bad rap, but Father Tom was great. He taught me a lot about life, a lot about life, you know? He taught me about uh, lube and uh, how to say no homo before altar practice. And, you know, that saved me lots of, I don't know if that's a thing, I just might have made it up. Um, so, but it did, it saved me a lot of soreness and sexual confusion in my youth. Um, yeah, you know, I think, I do think that, uh, you know, being a priest is tough, you know, priest and police, those are, uh, those are tough jobs, hard to fill. That's why there's a lot of job security. I think uh, Father Tom's in Florida right now ministering to uh, retarded kids. So uh, I think it worked out for him. And it's, uh, it's worked out for me. Although, you know, it, it has shown up in a few areas in my life. You know, like uh, I got divorced. You know, my wife, uh, 
you know, she, uh, she wanted to start pegging me because uh, she developed a penis allergy. And uh, I just, I, I told her I was done with that part of my life, you know? And I, I became a feminist. And she lacked the jaw structure to be treated equally. So that, that wasn't, that wasn't going to work out. So you got to respect a pedophile, right? You know, um, they got strong work ethic, right? You think about it, they work smarter, not harder. Have you ever tried to hold down a fully grown man and fuck him in the ass? It's, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Have you ever tried to fuck an unwilling, an unwilling grown man down? Uh, you know, children are much easier. And I think that, uh, you know, they get off quite literally on a technicality because, uh, you know, the, the Bible says a man shall not lay with another man, but boys aren't men. So, I mean, you'd be happy to know that I am, uh, start, I did start to date again. I met this nice woman on 23andMe and uh, <laughs> we have a lot of common, you know, like uh, relatives and DNA. Um, she's severely autistic, but she's super hot, so I do all the math. I think th uh, that's it for me. Sam Leon, everyone. Oh, good. He's back on the dating market. That's fantastic. That was so funny. I was like, I, I yelled from back here, read the room, but that was really funny with the. Um, hey, it's, you've got some really edgy stuff in there, and um, it's very brave. You're being very brave. Um, I would, it, my big thing to say would be omit unnecessary words. It's, um, there's a book by, called Strunk and White, and you hem and haw a little bit. Like, I'd get right to, I have holiday trust issues. Just get to it. And then, um, I do have some funny things if you, if, because it is Christmas time, but like, um, your mom on heroin, maybe she smoked like a chimney. Like if you could work in some Christmas notes, you know? Like dad was, he was just like Santa. He had a red nose because he was drunk all the time. Yeah. And then you had the father, like Father Christmas. Like he put lube in my stocking. So you can like take that idea of Christmas and then run it through the, because then you'll get a laugh out of the heroin thing. Okay, um, yeah, all other right, comments, comments. Uh, so you're a good comic, edge, real edgy. You, you, you definitely take it to the edge. You definitely read the room. Uh, the one joke that was uh, kind of got to work on is the pedophile joke, because as comedians, you know what I mean, it's hard to do a pedophile joke, and I'm just just keeping it real. But you got something there, but just work on that joke a little bit because it has to have a really good punchline if you're gonna if you're gonna go there. You know what I mean? It has to be you know funny or else people are not gonna laugh, and that's just the reality of when you go there, pedophile jokes. But all your other jokes, man, were pretty good. You gotta you know. Got a good style. On the heroin Christmas thing, is there something with like black tar and coal? Oh, right. Coal yeah. in the stocking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She loved it when she got coal in the stocking. Yes. Because it was black tar heroin. Yeah. Yes. Also, altar practice, 10 out of 10. I just now want to like, I want to double click on like what you do at altar boy practice because like, practice is such a weird word for it, but that's <laughs> probably what it is. Like, are, yeah, are they like hitting around the cross like fucking Quidditch or something? Like, <laughs> there's so much possibility there. I was gonna say, um, 
Oh yeah, so when you were talking about like your therapist, like I was waiting for something there right at the beginning, and you said you had like trust issues, I was waiting for you to say something about like your therapist was can you know canceled or something like that, you said for it. But, and then um, when you were talking about the priest and you're like, he helped me like not be confused, and you're like, you, I don't know, make, make it into, I'm not confused, I know I didn't like it, something like that. Um, and then the penis allergy thing was good. Like I thought you could have put something else in there too. Like you just kind of like stopped after the penis allergy. Like I thought it was funny, but like say what happens next. Like after she got allergic to your penis, then maybe put the pegging thing after that. I don't know. Right. Just an idea. Yeah. Good stuff. Everybody clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Sam Leon. Um, I just wanted to announce that this Friday is uh, Christmas Eve, and I'm still gonna have an open mic at six o'clock, but I'm also gonna, it's, it's also, Frosty died um, a year ago on Christmas Eve, so I think I'll make it like a Frosty Memorial kind of thing, and we'll do comedy, and I'll make everybody pot cookies, like, you know, maybe have some food, because Frosty always wanted to feed everybody. But it's, it's the year, I know, it's a year since he died, and I, I just, every, I want everyone to just remember that, and we're gonna do it. I know, I love Frosty. All right, your next comedian, he is new to the room. So everybody, clap your hands and take notes and be awesome for Trevor Sherman! Thank you, so as she said, my name's Trevor, but most of my friends just call me a cunt but you are what you eat, so. No, I'm just kidding, I eat dick. Anyways, um, so have y'all ever noticed that the ugliest guys are the ones who are the most homophobic? You know what I'm talking about? They're always like, I don't want them to hit on me, and I'm like, relax. You can freeball it today, you're good. Uh, thank you for admiring my outfit, you guys. It's Tommy Hilfiger, I gotta show it to y'all, so it goes off my sugar daddy's taxes. But, um, no, I feel like what you wear is such an important indicator of who you are. Like, I see people walking down the street in a shirt that says Old Navy on it, and I'm like, why don't you just go announce to the world that you're broke and have no style? So, sorry, I'm kind of in a bad mood today. I just went to the doctor. What happened was I thought I was on my period, but it turns out I'm just not built to get fucked by black guys. So, so yeah, you live and learn. I know, I gotta be careful with what I say because I don't wanna get canceled, you know? Like, I used to be able to call people retarded, but now we just say anti-vaxxer. <laughs> so, yeah. No, these people are so stupid. I was talking to one of them, right? And she's like, I don't trust it. I don't want to put it in my body. And I'm like, bitch, your husband's right here. You clearly don't care what goes in your body. So sad. What I want to know is, does growing up around hay and horse shit lower your IQ? Because, like, when have you ever seen an intelligent redneck? These people, I got an Uber the other day, and this guy, we're driving by this group of transgender individuals, and he's like, huh, it's like they're trying to make it normal. And I'm like, yeah, just like you're trying to normalize using ball sweat as deodorant and controlling women's bodies. Sucks, abortion's at risk. We're handling that all wrong. What we should have done is taken the Supreme Court justices, put them on a bus, Take them back to my hometown, show them the kids I grew up with, and they will never question abortion again. 
So, uh, hey, do y'all remember AIDS? It's that disease that attacks T cells and guys that eat D cells. So there's this drug on the market that you guys probably are well aware of called PrEP that if you take it daily, it makes it so that you can't get AIDS. It's like one magic pill a day that prevents things from ruining your life. Yes, please. It's like birth control because no one wants a kid. Gross. So I go to the doctor, get put on, and he's like, you don't really look like you have much sex. And I'm like, fuck you. Like, what, am I supposed to come in here and be like, ah, oh, help me, I can't get this dick out of my ass. So I'm like, all right, fine, I'll go suck a bunch of dick. And he's like, Trevor, this isn't a hall pass to go nuts. And I'm like, I'm not gonna go nuts. I'm gonna lick them. And so I've been acting like Spider-Man. Like, catch me shooting my web outside 7-Eleven. Yeah. No, I feel like the only thing that scares a gay guy more than AIDS is commitment. <laughs> like, trying to find a boyfriend has been like a straight man's quest for the clitoris. It's like, where is it? Can't find him. It sucks. Um, I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Grinder. You guys seem very used to it. I saw you on it just a second ago. And no, it's this app for only the most dirty and disgusting gays, so obviously I'm on it. And there's this section on there where you can say what you're looking for, and one of the options is networking. Like, for what? Hung Daddy's on there with his nipple ring, but he's there for business. Um, all right, I have a confession. I went to a sperm bank today, right? Because I was hungry. And there were these two girls there, but when I asked them why they were there, they couldn't respond with their mouths full. So they were there to make a deposit. All right, my name's Trevor. Yay, Trevor Sherman. Oh my God. Where did you come from? That was fantastic. Wow, like it was that was fantastic. Like everything, you had so many, so many punchlines, no notebook. The word conservation was great. Your opener was great. You read the old Navy joke, I loved it. Um, the retarded joke was amazing. Like you've got, no, it was. You were, it's so clever. You've got a great personality. You got political, the abortion jokes I love. And like, yay, you. Woo. Other. Other comments? I agree. Those were not, this is a workshop. Where's your new jokes that suck? Because <laughs> that's what I've got. That's what I brought today. Really good job. Awesome. Are you living in San Francisco or are you just like visiting? Like, no, I live here. Oh, nice. Tell me competition. It's the it's gay joke workshop. With Mike Bonds. They're new. Yeah, that's great. Well, oh fuck God. you then. Okay, you're very funny. Doing, good job. How long have you been doing comedy? Six months. That's it? Yeah. Jesus Christ, and you have that many punchlines? Thank you, yeah. But thank you, I appreciate it. And, you're, and no notebook, like that's. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Fabulous job. Thank you. One minor, 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 minor thing. The punchline that's like, go nuts, blow nuts, just like phonetically works better, yeah. even though that like, yeah, I think that's you said lick really nuts, but thank like, you. You, and I get it, like you don't actually like blow gonna, nuts, but like. Low nuts, yeah, yeah. That it just good. rhymes. Hunter wants to say something. Oh, uh, to uh, piggyback off Peter's thing, uh, blow nuts to go nuts instead. You know what I mean? It's just better. Also, um, 
Like you're talking about like how like you uh, shit on people, how they dress, and then you're an openly gay man, but you dress like a straight jock who's hiding his own sexuality. <laughs> All right, and right when you said that, right when you said that, you bent over, and I saw the pink shirt come out of your back jacket. It looked like a fucking pink tail. All right, I'm sorry, but like it's like. Well, I, I, when you were doing all this stuff, which is amazing, uh, you didn't shit on yourself, and I'd love to see you do that because you're hilarious. Yeah. And also, like doing that would make it more funnier in that sense because you are supposed to punch up, you know, not right. down. And um, secondly, uh, with the um, the uh, sperm bank stuff, that was fucking hilarious. But like that made me think of it opened up so many more avenues. Like you know, um, <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't know to say that uh, what to say, but I think like you know that has so much more potential that you should go down as well. Thank you. You know, yeah. but also fuck you for only been doing this for six months and you're yeah, that funny. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Oh, Peter, you're not gonna say anything? Oh, you did. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, you. clap your hands wildly, everybody, for Trevor! Yay! Yay! All right. Okay, uh, your next comedian, he was just being super helpful and giving notes. Put your hands together, everybody, for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! Yay, 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 yay. Um, let's talk about my newest Netflix obsession. Has anyone here watched Coming Out Colton? Yes? Okay, thank God. Thank God. No, I... This is like, all right, I think this program's supposed to be emotional and heartfelt, but I'm a vicious gay man, and there's nothing I love more than watching a hot guy suffer. <laughs> So, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, coming out Colton, first of all, when he introduced you to Colton, he was on The Bachelor, very straight, very masculine, very Christian, very Southern, unexpectedly comes out of the closet as gay. And so, coming out Colton follows his coming out series in this, like, six-part series that can't decide whether it wants to be emotional and heartfelt or, like, hmm, I like to get fucked by daddies. So... This is the thing, okay? Episode one, Colton comes out to his mom, his best friend, and his dad in three separate conversations. And it's supposed to be this big surprise for all three of them. We know how reality TV works. These people sign paperwork agreeing to be on a program before they're on it. So in other words, you're watching the surprise reveal to his mom, best friend, and dad all of whom have signed paperwork agreeing to be on a program called Coming Out Colton. So in other words, you're watching and you know there's a producer in the background who's like, and Coming Out Colton, surprise mom coming out scene, and action. And the best was like when he came out to his dad on a fishing trip, because of course he did. You know there was a guy in the background who's like, all right, cut. Now, Mr. Underwood, um... That was great. Now, uh, this time, could you hold the fish up a little more to camera? You know, we're really trying to contrast your bigoted heterosexuality with Colton's queerness. And so this whole thing is just like, it just doesn't know what lane it wants to be in, you know? But someone who does know what lane he wants to be in in all of this is Colton's gay mentor. So Colton in this program has a gay mentor who's Gus Kentworthy, by the way. Do we remember this homo? He's an Olympic gold medal skier, platinum medal attention whore. Okay, 
He is like, I think he's just in this program because his follower count went down after Dancing with the Stars. Like, he is just straight up trying to make Colton's coming out all about him. And he will be like, yeah, Colton's uh, coming out thing with his football team's really hard because, like, he's macho. And, like, I get what it's like to be, like, macho and athletic. You're a skier. Skiing is the gayest sport there is, okay? Skiing is figure skating for rich people, which is already figure skating for rich people. All right? Like, all skiing is is, like, you just go down a mountain, you're like, sissy that walk, and then you get to the bottom, and there's some rich aristocratic woman in her furs and her diamonds smoking cigarettes and drinking rosé. Like, that's where all of our gay icons were born, skiing. All right, and I'll leave you with this. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar with the straight portion of Colton's life, he, uh, the woman who he was dating from The Bachelor before he sucked a bunch of dicks, um, he got a re- or she got a restraining order against him because he was a psycho, stalked her and everything. Um, and at one point in the show, he's asking for forgiveness from his new gay church. And all of the gays who are looking back at him are like, I didn't realize stalking's a sin. They're like, but we use grinder, and we're like, oh, there's a dick three feet away? <clears throat> That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Thank you. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yay. You're so that was so entertaining that I I couldn't even take notes. I was like, I I was like, I was like, I should write down something. And I was like, shoot, I'm missing it. Um I started watching that show because you did the set the last time and I've watched I watched the fishing thing. So here's what I have to say. The only the only note I could possibly say is that Gus skis backwards at one point. Like when they're going down the hill together and he's like, How did how is it coming out? And they're talking and skiing at the same time. And then he like starts skiing backwards and then like turn because he's an Olympic skier and he's just like but it goes off that thing that you said, like he's a detention whore. Like he actually is like, like skiing down the. Yeah, yeah, and he's uh-huh. ex- exactly. Yeah. I hope I run to a tree branch. Oh. I'm sorry, is that? Okay. No, I just. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See what I mean when it goes on backwards? Um, were you pa- done, Pam? I'm sorry, I had to say. No, no, and Rose, and I just love that you said the Rose. That Rose, like the picture that you created with the mm-hmm. right details was just <laughs> great. All right, um, um, I loved your set. You were super more energetic, you know, than you usually. Yeah, uh, yeah. I felt like you took it up to like a level eleven than what you usually do. I don't know if it's because you followed the other gay man in a, a, a puffy Letterman's jacket, you know. But um, like, I was fucking amazing. And the uh, the fish thing about that, like uh, when the dad holds up the fish to the uh, camera, like I thought there's something there where it's like, you know, the uh, son recoils from the fish. He's like, is it the smell, you know? And then the dad's like, we don't like it either. And that's how they bond oh. off that. <laughs> I mean, I don't. <laughs> I, 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 like, I like the literary concept of that. No, right, yeah, well, my, you know, my fucked up sense of humor. But yeah, that's all I had to Do say. You know more about fish? Like, I don't <laughs> know. I, catch fish? See, the fact they say you macho, my name's Hunter, but I don't fucking fish, okay? I'm sorry. Well, what, I I do. We'll talk later. <laughs> you can also bridge it back to your joke about camping. Ew! Like, why would he be standing on that? You can't. You can't. You can't fish in heat. Like, it's all smushy and nooky and la and yeah. the fish guts. It's like ew. Was joke. Right. I, that was your. That was your other joke. I remember it. Um, awesome as always. You have like the best energy of anyone. So yeah. Um, also, I love like your the voice you're doing was like a perfect Patrick Mahomes voice. If you know who that is, like the almost a Kermit the Frog, 
Um, and then also, I don't know if there's something there that you could make it a lot better than I can, but like, like the Bachelor used to be like the guy marries the girl, and then it was like, oh well, they can't end up with marriage, and then now he's turning gay. So like, it's kind of like devolving from what the show was meant to be at like a weird point. Yeah, I see. There's something, there's a rose involved, I don't know if that's a tag. For, well, but you said rosé, too, and that's with The Bachelor, there's a rose, and it, but that's just my brain tagging things. Yeah, there is wow. Now. There is now. <laughs> Clap your hands wildly for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay. That's how the joke works. All right. Uh, your next comedian Super excited that he's here. He got off work early and like, yay. Um, I, he's got new stuff. Everyone does have new stuff, and I'm excited to hear what he's going to bring today. Everybody put your hands together for Mike Bonds. Yay. Oh, wow. I know the music sucks right now. I'm sorry. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's all right, though, Pam. I got you back, though. She allowed me to intervene on this uh, cold sauces fest of comedians in here. You guys are amazing, though. You guys really are, though. You guys really rock, man. How's your guys' holiday season going? Everybody's good this year? Yeah, I know, right? Don't expect shit from me this year, though, really. I'm just going to tell y'all. If you know me, don't expect shit from me. You know what I mean? I'm doing all my shopping at the 99 cent store this year. For real, man. I ain't lying. I'm spending like $20 in there. And you, if you get something good from me, then that's, you know, you know I put some thought into that motherfucker. You know what I mean? I'm not just walking around the 99 cent store grabbing shit. No, actually, that's what I'm doing, really. <laughs> it's actually what I'm doing. Like, I got you a full-size chocolate bar. Merry Christmas, motherfucker. Merry Christmas. Anyway, guys. Uh, first year this Thanksgiving, or excuse me, first year this Christmas that uh, I've been asked to fry a, a fry a turkey. Any, any of you motherfuckers know how to fry a turkey in here? No? Nobody? Okay, good. Then I can't ask none of you motherfuckers. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like YouTubing this shit. Like, I'm not trying to burn shit down. You know what I'm saying? That's that's my, my whole agenda. I'm not trying to burn shit down. You know, because frying turkeys can get dangerous as a motherfucker, especially if you high. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm into turkey. You know, <laughs> not me. No, I'm probably going to be high too, though. Anyway, you know, it's crazy this year, too, because uh, all my family's calling me over like, hey, what you bringing? What you bringing? Are you making your macaroni and cheese this year? Are you making your macaroni and cheese? I'm like, it's too cold for macaroni and cheese this year. Don't you guys think? I know, right? He's looking at me like, I know, right? You know, it's too cold for me to make that shit. That's what I'm saying. Not too cold to have it, you know? Don't ask me to bring shit like that that I got to sit up and sit back and watch the shit being made. I don't want to do shit this year, you know? I want to get up on Christmas Day and smoke some weed and maybe say hi to Santa Claus and give my son some gifts, you know what I'm saying? That was, that's about it for me this year, you know? Yeah, you know, not smoke weed with my son, you know? I'm not going to do that. No, no, you know? But I want to teach him the value of some gifts this year, you know, so I'm going to get him empty boxes and shit. And I want to pull that prank on him, you know, like like my dad did to me when I was a kid. I know, right? Yeah, he just gave us a bunch of empty boxes and shit and was like, I was like, Dad, what's this? He was like, Destiny, what the fuck you think it is? I'm like, I got money? <laughs> shit. You know, that was the coldest Christmas I ever had, too. I was really wishing I had some shit, too. I'm like, I'm wishing this is going to be an Xbox. I'm with, oh, shit, not an Xbox this year. Okay. Just air. Just air an opportunity for that Christmas. You know what I mean? Seriously, though, man. But I think uh, this this New Year's, I'm going to probably try uh, mushrooms for the first time. Yeah. I was, yeah, I've been coerced into trying mushrooms. You know what I mean? 
And it's funny because everybody says their first trip is always the greatest, you know. I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to get that high on New Year's Eve. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in 2020, we didn't had a lot of shit go on with us in 2021 already. I don't know if I want to get that high for New Year's Eve. I think I maybe want to be sober, but, you know, I'm being coerced into doing mushrooms and shit, you know. I don't want to be calling on the ancestors and shit like that. You know, he's like, hey, man, you got to do that shit outside. You got to do it outside. I'm like, oh, man, am I going to be really talking to motherfuckers I don't know? How, you guys ever did mushrooms? Clap it up for you a mushroom crowd in here. Is this a, okay, yeah, right. I figured it was a bunch of white people, you know. <laughs> no, because that's who got me to do it. A white dude, you know. He's like, hey, man, you got to try these mushrooms. Anyway, guys, um, yeah, this year, um, don't go too hard on sriracha sauce. You know what I'm saying? I know. I know what you're thinking. I know, right? Sriracha sauce is a thing, man. I got a, I got a buddy who, who's, like, obsessed with sriracha sauce. You know what I'm saying? You go in his house, he's got, like, sriracha sauce T-shirts and shit. Got those little sriracha sauce. Don't you just assholes with the little sriracha sauce bottle necklaces and shit? What the fuck, bro? You know what I mean? What the fuck are you trying to say, man? What are you trying to say? You know? But you walk in his house, he got empty bottles of sriracha sauce all over the place. And it's crazy because you go in his bathroom, he's got sriracha sauce in his bathroom, too. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Which leads me to believe it's okay to jack off to sriracha with sriracha sauce. Hey, that's been my time. I'm Mike Bonds. Spicy. Mike Bonds, everyone. Yay, Mike Bonds. Yay. It, you know, I, when you opened, I was, I was so offended because it's always the right time for mac and cheese. Like, how could there ever not be a time? No, no, it was, that was, that, uh, everything, is, everything is great. Macaroni salad. Ooh. If you say macaroni salad, that's cold. Okay, yeah, that's there you go. Yeah, and you don't bring that to a party. That's cold. Like, that's not, that's not. Best served cold. But if you make your own macaroni salad, it's not terrible. But if you get it from like, oh my God, Safeway, wow. Um, and the gifts from the 99 cent store, I would bring that back with your, when you talk about giving, I just want to, you said, I just want to wake up, smoke some weed, give some gifts to my son. And then like, I'd put the 99 cent store back in like what? And then I just watch his disappointment when he opens an empty box. I think that's very funny that you're going to prank your son. And then just on like um, a realsy thing, just microdose. Don't take heroic doses of mushrooms. Just take little bits. And then you wait like a half hour and you go, ooh, how hard am I tripping out? You can always take more, but you can't take less. No, I want my first time to be the time. I don't, I don't ever want to fuck with mushrooms again after that one. With the um, yeah, we're going off pan thing with the um, the, um, the prank of your son, like you like yeah, you know, like one of son's complaints. He's like, hey, what the fuck is this going on? What the fuck is this shit, dad? He's like, son, those boxes are ninety nine cents, you know. And, and then like he's talking about how like cold it was. And your dad's like saying like, dude, it's cardboard, it's firewood. All right, like I'm heating up your fucking Christmas. You know what I mean? You're giving you're giving the gifts like a fucking reason. So you know you know what I mean? But it was an amazing set, dude. I loved it. Thank you. I. Don't think what I'm about to propose is funny, but it just <laughs> Peter, your my advice mind, is always we'll see what happens. It's always one. Um, frying the turkey, like maybe you get so high you just fry a bunch of like turkey cold cuts instead. <laughs> I don't know if that has legs, but a thought. I thought about saying I'm gonna fuck the turkey before I fry it, but you know, I don't know if this was a turkey fucking crowd up in here. You know, is this a turkey fucking crowd in here? By well, the way, well, but yeah. if you, okay. okay, if you, I mean, you could, I mean, can you get chlamydia from fucking a turkey? It's a good question. No, you could get, you it's could a good get. Question. I'm gonna you find out. You could get out. bird flu, or you could out. get um, what's another thing? Salmonella. Yeah, like that's what I meant, like sal, sal, salmonella. You could get salmonella, salmonella in your dick. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I meant to say, Salmonella. That'd be a hell of a doctor's appointment, huh? Yeah, I know, right? Explaining to do, Mike. What did you? 
I have a chicken fetish. Uh, <laughs> you know that, but don't you know the song by um? This is very deep cut, but uh, Adam Sandler he has that song. It's my little chicken. If an egg can fit in there, why can't I? Oh my, my little chicken. Nobody remembers that song. Okay, <laughs> it's true. It's on his. Okay, clap for Mike, everybody. Yay! It's all, it's the one that has what the hell happened to me on it and the one that has the piece of shit car. And uh, anyway, I love it. I'm sorry. I'm so basic. I love Adam Sandler. Uh, all right. Your next comedian. So we've got some people coming from uh, Sacramento, but they're not here yet, I don't think. And so we're kind of, we're kind of jumping around the list. And then Ian said that he was on his way. Oh, is he, he's here? He made it? Oh, no, 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 no. Ian Levy. Um and then um, Angel Castro isn't here yet, but uh, you know who is? Uh, but your Kyle, 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 you're, you're, it's, it's your turn. I, I'm just kind of going down the list. Is that okay? Put your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Numbers. That's how they work. Um, I okay. I've, I've, I've been trying to talk about things that I, I've just been trying to be more honest uh, about myself lately. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't drink or do drugs and I hate telling, I hate, I hate telling people that because I've spent like all, pretty much all of my twenties completely sober. And if that's not the creepiest thing that I've ever heard of, then I don't, I don't know what it is. Like it, it's just, it's weird, right? Like I feel weird about it when I mention it to, it's like you're a, an animal and you have different spots than the other animals, and and their instinct is like mm, something's different about this guy. Like if I was a lion, and all the other lions were eating a gazelle, and they're like, "Listen, man, we've always eat we've always ate gazelle. There's never been a problem about us eating gazelle. And now that you're here and you're not eating a gazelle, it's just it's just weird. It's a little weird that you're not eating the gazelle." And we've never had to feel uncomfortable about it before, but now it's just it's just kind of kind of like I'm making you guys right now. Uh, we just we've never had to worry about you. We've, you're making us feel self-conscious about eating these gazelles, man, and uh, we don't know how to tell you that. So I usually just say like, "Hey, last time I ate a gazelle, uh, I ended up going 110 miles an hour down the freeway in a blackout." Uh, <laughs> They're like, you don't sound like a lion, man. You sound like a cheetah, okay? And cheetahs don't have packs. They're solitary hunters. That's why you should be alone, okay? That's why you're not in the group. Um, I, 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 I understand the app. Like, I, under I understand. I mean, obviously, I'm just projecting all of this, and none of it is real. But, uh, but I understand the apprehension people have when you meet someone like that. Like, because you know who, who else had, like, a very strong who was like really into complete sobriety from an early age, Hitler, Adolf, Adolf Hitler was, was really about that. And so, uh, you know, this is, you know, people are like, what is it with this guy? There's something about it. It's because uh, it, I have that in common with Hitler. Okay. That's the, really what it is. Not to mention every time I turn on the news, I'm like, dude, Europe is a mess. <laughs> God, the inflation's out of control, man. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone like my art? Why am I not getting enough recognition for my art? <laughs> I I like to I think this is funny. 
one of the last times I ate a gazelle, um, I ended up getting a fight with my dad about who got more pussy in college. <laughs> and and I and he, I don't know. You guys ever argue with your dad about who got more pussy? I mean, I, I did. <laughs> Thank you. It was very awkward the next morning. He like woke me up on the couch and he was like, remember that fight you tried to start with me last night? <laughs> About how you said that you totally got, have gotten already uh, more pussy than me. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> he was like, well, just so you know, I fucked your mom. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's right, you guy, you motherfucker. That's right. Oh my god. The play on words. That's what. That's what. That's what. That was it, huh? This. This stupid play on words. <laughs> um. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Kyle Morrissey, everyone, being meta as fuck today. Oh, you get you you get you get comments, yeah. Yeah, you were metal as fuck. Um, metal. I just said meta. Meta. The Hitler stuff. So once you got to the Hitler thing, I was like, okay, this is funny. But I didn't, I didn't know what your premise was. Like I, I was like following your brain tag about things, and I was like, is the gazelle a connection to sex? I, I missed whatever the premise was. Okay. But once you got to Hitler, I was on board. I didn't care that you didn't have a premise. I was okay. like, I so don't know. Okay, so the Hitler this stuff's good. I thought that was going to be the weird association. No, it's but it's that's the whole thing. Is it's such a weird... It. <laughs> it's so weird. But the thing is, I didn't get the first association to gazelles and lions. That's oh. where I got... So okay. if, I didn't know if it had to do with sex or if it had to do with... I, I, that was my where I was lost. Okay. But... Still. God, I feel like an idiot. I think the, I think the premise. Yeah. Alcohol. The premise would it would be, clean. Like you don't need the part about the spots. If you just go straight to the gazelle piece, like right. then it makes more sense. But you have that your spots are different, but Too then you don't really go back to the spots. Yeah, okay. And so if you just cut that out, if you just go straight to the gazelle piece, because the gazelle piece I I followed eventually. Yeah. yeah like, okay. I think, and I like the fact that you call the alcohol gazelles later on in the yeah, set. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there like a, like, because then you talk about arguing about pussy, like, is there a, I don't know, another safari animal we can refer to there? Hippos? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, I'll let you, I'll let you noodle on that, but right. I, I, I do like the gazelle noodle. part of it. Okay, all right. Thank you. Noodle. Uh, wait, is this on? Hello? Yes. So quirky. What's up? Um... Yeah, with, with the I, I feel like the gazelle comparison got too messy, and I feel like I I can I heard your premise in the beginning, and then you started talking about the lions and stuff, and then I felt like I got lost in what you were trying to say. So if, like clean it up a little bit, I guess. Cheesy. You know what I mean? <laughs> you bitch. Um, and then uh, yeah, the, the mic comes to me. All right, I'm not getting up for this thing. Uh, and then I like the Hitler part. 
Okay. I, I think it's funny to be like, oh, people don't like you not because you're not fun, but it's because you're like Hitler. You know what I mean? Like you yeah, complain yeah. to the fact okay, it's like, good. well, it's clearly because I have some similarities with Hitler, not yeah. because I'm not fun to hang okay, out with. Okay. I think that could be a fun <laughs> route that you go okay. with. Sweet. You know? Because you're really not that fun to hang out with, I'll be honest. What do you think I brought all that stuff up for? You think I'm trying to get in, in front of this. <laughs> okay, good. That's good. You're coping. But Clap. good job, and I love you, okay? Thanks, Ian Levy. Oh. oh. Clap your hands together, everybody, right. for Kyle Morrissey. Yay! Yay, and then yay. All right. He was just giving really good comments, sitting back, laying back there. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Ian Langlands. Yay! I forgot to make the bread nice in the shit sandwich, Pam. I broke the first rule of Mutiny Radio. That was really mean. First rule is don't talk about Mutiny Radio. Uh, okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, um, I see all these articles about uh, gifted kids in the world, and I think uh, that's like a whole bullshit term. I think gifted kids, I think we're looking at it from the wrong way because you see all these stories about how cool these young kids are, but I feel like all kids are gifted, and I don't mean that in like a really spiritual, like holistic way, where it's like all kids are gifted. I think it's a gift that they can survive every single day. I think that's more of a gift, like it's insane that they have that ability. And I know you're not with me yet, but here we go. Um, like these, these kids are like three feet tall and they weigh like 40 pounds. Like that's just an accident waiting to happen. And to me, that should be celebrated way more than like how many presidents they could remember, you know? You know, you guys ever seen like Ellen where she brings, no, I'm not even gonna get into Ellen. Um, this is a little messy. Uh, but uh, I, I just feel like it's also not that impressive what they could do, you know? Like, okay, you know calculus, can you go drive a car? No, you can't, right? You know? I feel like if you know all the diameters of all the planets, that's not as cool as like opening a bank account. I feel like that's way more impressive. And I think I'm just salty because I feel like I'm better than these kids. And this is not working. <laughs> oh, bummer. That was the one I was like, this one will do well. Okay, let's try this one that's not even a joke. I was watching, I was on the street. You guys ever seen those like old Asian women that do those crazy exercises? You know what I mean? You ever seen one of those exercises repeated? No, you haven't, right? They're all so unique. What do they know that we don't, you know? They're walking down the street, they're doing like this. I just think it's cool to watch and I wonder what they know. And I looked it up and apparently Asian people live the longest of any other race in America, so we should all be taking notes. That was the whole thing. Okay, let me do this one. Um, uh, we got, there's this new, I guess he's not new anymore, but there's this Pope now, and everybody really likes the Pope um, because he's really progressive with his ideas, but did you guys know that the Pope can say what is and is not a sin? That feels like a lot of power to give to some dude, you know? Like, Jesus died for our sins, and now some, like, Argentinian can just change it and be like, nah, I'm changing it up. That seems like a little too much power. Also, by the way, didn't they write a whole book about sins and what is not a sin, like the Bible? And now this guy can just be like, no, I don't agree with that, you know? We got the source material. We don't need to change what we have. That's like if they took E.T. and they just added a scene where the kid fucks the alien. Like, the source material works. We don't need to change it. So, Pope, stay out of your business, all right? You know what I mean? Because the Pope is very progressive. He's got all these very progressive ideas. And 
I just think they're suspiciously progressive. I think they're all just a code. Like, I think he says these things because he wants to do, like, he could say what is and isn't a sin. I feel like he says things aren't a sin anymore so he can do them. It's very suspicious because recently he was like, you can smoke weed and have gay sex. All right, what's going on, Mr. Francis? What's going on in the, in the Vatican, you know? I think he's up to something. I think the next time we see the Pope, he's going to be like, fucking Coke, dude. Fucking Coke is not a sin, all right? Coke is part of the Holy Sacrament from now on. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you. Ian Langlands, just, Yeah, just help me out with, is there a joke in any of what I just said? Um, the Jesus stuff, yeah. Yeah. Because... Um, where I thought you were going to go with it was not like, oh, the Pope wants to do the things, but that Jesus actually did the things back in the day. Okay. So, like, is the Pope basically just saying, like, uh, Jesus got raw-dogged by the 12 apostles, <laughs> disciples, or whatever? Um, stuff like that. He, okay. you know, he got raw-dogged by one specific apostle, which is how he ended up on the yes. cross. Yes, he got raw-dogged by, by Judas. Judas. Yeah. He looks like a total pothead. Judas? Does. Judas? No, Jesus. Jesus. All, yeah, all of them. Also, you kind of look like you're going to rob a bank today. And then that just made me think that, like, you would actually be a really good person to rob a bank because you're very thin and can fit in the air vents. I also, I also, I also wrote the down... tips on the jokes. I also wrote down that I love this look. I think it's a great look. And your outfit's super cute today. I also okay, wrote that thanks, down. Okay, thanks, guys. I'm not no, here to get No, no, no. I actually have... Joke store. I... No, Ian... Ian, what was your second joke about um, uh, the uh, uh, the Pope Asian. like being able to make uh, a certain sins? They're yeah, the power he, to, he can like the uh, popes are located in Italy, and like right. I've, uh, hand gestures have never become a sin. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like ninety percent like of popes when, are when Italian. Italians like talk with their hands. Yes, I'm yeah, saying like yeah. imagine if an Italian pope made like uh, like I'm saying like you're you're making like the uh, real day popes talk about like mm. ima- like yeah. make a fantasy pope and make that pope do something so out of character with a sin. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. No, it does not. It does not. Too. It didn't make sense to me. That made well, yeah, he is Argentinian. Yeah. But, but I'm saying like 90% like 90 of popes when uh, Catholicism first started were Italian because they lived in Italy. Uh-huh. All right. And there's never been, a, you know, a pope that, you know, um, disacknowledged the hand gestures of sin. What I'm saying is like um, come up with a, a pope that uh, has that makes a sin something that's so out of pocket and talk about why it would change Catholicism. Okay. But I feel like then then it gets too deep into fantasy world, and it's funnier to ground it in reality, where it's like we're talking about religion. You're talking about grounding in reality. <laughs> yeah, but it's funnier to be like the because the Pope actually says you could smoke weed and gay sex is cool, which is funny to me that that's what he thinks. Okay, well, all right, here, here's yeah, what I want to say. I like okay, it. I like um, it. Up my whole no, no, I, I, no Ian has said like give me fucking you know notes on all the jokes, and like I'm giving him notes, and he's like fuck you, Hunter. I meant good ones. <laughs> oh, no, I'm kidding. Hey, I'm the one that just bombed. All right, so don't worry about it. No, Hunter, you could also uh, do the 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 I like the Asian gesturing but thing like, part. Yeah, yeah. That's a gesture. And I bet Asian people want to like you're talking about the little kids like just surviving is amazing. Yes. And then they look at you and they're like, How did you get so tall? Okay. And then the Asian people probably want to know that too. Okay. So I think you could like make that into something. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Hey, uh I don't know, you might be able to do something with like the whole they can make things not sins and the last one was a Hitler youth guy, so that could probably spiral pretty mm. quick. Was he really? The last pope was a Hitler youth. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's cool. Good for him. <laughs> All right, clap your hands wildly for Ian Langland. Yeah. Yeah. Dead silent, now she won't talk. 
I enjoyed your set very much. That was lovely. Yay, Ian. All right. Moving right along on this list. Um, are the people from um, Sacramento, do they make it? Davey, I've got, um, we're still waiting for Ian Levy, Davey Yang. Um, is Angel Castro here? No. Kyle Morrissey went, John Alcabez, you're here. Put your hands together, everybody, for John Alcabez. Yay! guys doing merry christmas and shit it's santa time i don't i don't get santa i don't get it like i don't know when i see someone out in public in a santa hat around this time of year i'm always just like okay is the is the conceit that you're santa i'm not buying it you know like i was a hot blonde girl like i'm supposed to believe that you're santa claus okay i don't know did you guys attend santa con this year whether whether by choice or not yeah did you go you did yeah i all like everyone I know who goes to SantaCon is like works in like real estate or finance or whatever, and I think a lot of them see, I think see SantaCon the same way they see those industries where they're like, look, I know it's not perfect, but what's the alternative? We just don't do it. What what are all these people in Santa costumes supposed to do? You know, it's not that realistic. I had a I had a roommate once who like went to SantaCon or was passing through it, and she there's some bar that this is in New York, some bar had a sign that said like, no SantaCon people, which is bold, brave, I like it. And then some drunk girl was like, that's discrimination, which is <laughs> silly. But then I was thinking about it and the I think the only way it could be discrimination is if some like fat dude with a white beard just living his life tries to <laughs> go to the bar and they're like, you can't come in. He's like, I'm just trying to get a, get a drink, man, fuck. Um, let's see. I'm Jewish. You guys already know that. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about, there's kind of like, I feel like there's kind of two kinds of anti-Semitic, like uh, in terms of like things that anti-Semitic beliefs, there's two kinds. There's the concrete ones, right? Where they know what they believe, like Jews control the weather. You know, I'm not telling you that. I'm giving you an example. <laughs> they, they know what they think. They think the Jews control the weather. That one always bothers me because I'm like, yeah, a few really powerful ones do. I don't have anything to do with that shit. They're not letting my broke ass touch the weather machines, but sure. But that one, at least there's something there. But then there's, I, there's certain types of anti-Semitism that are more just like kind of like spiritual, like ethereal vibes based anti-Semitism. Like I'm thinking about like Jews will not replace us, you know, when they were chanting that. And I never knew what to make of that. I was like, yeah, man, we're not going to replace you. We're kind of just doing two different things. You know, we're really on our own journeys. Anti-Semitism pisses me off, though, because it's like, don't put me in a position where I have to fucking defend Jews. I don't want to, I don't like them either, but now I got to fucking play tough guy. The problem with anti-Semites is they hate Jews for all the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? It's nothing good ever. Um, it's just, we like, I don't know. Where was I going with that? I don't know. There's certain, like, I don't, do I hate Jews? Yeah, but I hate... I hate specific Jews. I don't hate all of them. I hate the fucking kid who stole my iPod at camp. Fuck that kid, you know? Fucking Jacob Rosenstein or whatever. Let's see. Okay, I don't know what to do with this exactly, but when I was a freshman in high school, I was at a party with some like older high school students, and this is just how naive I was, is I met someone, and I, I was like, oh, he was probably like around the age to be a junior or a senior. And I was like, oh, what high school do you go to? And he was like, oh, I don't, I'm not in high school. I... 
I took the GED. And I was like, holy shit, what's that? He's like, oh, it's just this test I took so that I don't have to be in high school anymore. And my honest to God reaction was like, oh shit, you must be a genius. <laughs> like, I, I thought that that's the only way somebody could, you know what I mean? That's the only way. Um, okay, let's see. It's very, uh, it's very popular these days to like hate Jeff Bezos and make a personality out of it, which is fine. I hate him too. I, I do wonder if there's people who like hate Jeff Bezos, but it's just because like he's in their same social circle and they don't get along with him. You know what I mean? Where they're just like, yeah, if you fucking go to the same blood sacrifice as Jeff and you're in line behind him, good luck getting any fucking blood. Not going to happen. Um, all right, that's been my time. Thanks, guys. John Alcabez, everyone. Hooray. Gosh, you have so much good stuff in there. Like um, the fat dude with the beard coming in, that was so funny. And the um, you're like the most likable hatred guy. You're saying all these, and you're just like so smiley and nice. And I'm like, bring the hate. Um, but what are good reasons to hate Jews? Like, I enjoyed that you brought up the yeah. iPad thing or iPhone st stealing, but like, like that if your grandma makes bad gavilta fish and makes you eat it or like something that happens every year that you're just like, oh God, like socks again or eight nights of socks, you know, some sort of like specific I wrote down good reasons to hate Jews, so I'll okay. brainstorm <laughs> the rest of the night. They're like, what are good reasons to hate Jews? And um, I would, I would, if you're going to talk about SantaCon, I know it's going to go out of style pretty soon, but um, it took you a while to say the word bar and just throw in that it's so much drinking at the beginning. Just yeah. just throw the word in because you yeah. kind of didn't. And I was sort of, wait, with, if I, I mean... Because now I, it gives us just a better picture of all the... Talking about how it's a big drunk booze fest? Yeah, it's just yeah. a big drunk booze fest with everybody dressed up stupid and then they're all drunk by two and they throw up on their <laughs> yeah. shoes or whatever they do. Um, but all that stuff, that was great. Are there any other are there comments? I got one. With okay. your, um, the Jews in our places chant, you're saying like how um, like, you know, they're not in the same financial tax bracket. Pretty much, like you know, like taking the jobs. The guys who said those, yeah, those guys who uh, said those chants bought the tiki torches from Walmart. You know what I mean? Like, do Jewish people go to Walmart, or can they afford a better place to go to? I mean, both Jewish people do fuck with Walmart. But, but, he, uh, but you get what I mean? You get what I mean with that? Yeah, no, yeah. I, get, I get what I get what you mean. Yeah. And then, um, besides that, dude, it was a fucking amazing set, dude. I fucking thanks, yeah. buddy. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, sorry. I I just really like the whole premise that like we're not hating the Jews for the right reasons. I know that was like the whole thing, but like I just. I think there's like a whole world of like material you could go. Interesting. How do you feel with. about this, Josh? Am I, am I barking up the wrong tree? I'm Jewish passing. I think the self-hating Jew is a trope that exists. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah, also, to <laughs> complain about nothing about Jewish people, wouldn't that also be very Jewish to complain about it is, nothing? Yeah, no, hating Jews is the most Jewish. No, no, no thing just complain about nothing. <laughs> That's even, yeah. But to complain about nothing, you know? Right. Yeah. Like Seinfeld. <laughs> also, the Santa joke was really funny. I really liked the part where they wouldn't let the guy in because he just looked like Santa. That was yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I'll try it again in like a year. <laughs> He's dressed up like Gandalf. Uh, clap your hands together, everybody. Yay for John Alcabez. Yay. All right. Are you, are you going to swing indoor? Have fun. Oh, you're going to Pacifica. You're going to brave the cold. Is it outside or inside? Jesus Christ, you're crazy. All right, have fun. No, I don't have a ride anywhere. I was just, I know you have a car. 
Uh, <laughs> he's one of the few comedians with a car, everybody. Ian Langlands. Woo! All right. Um, hey, David, are you ready to try it out? Are you just watching? Okay, cool. I'm so excited you came all the way out here for this. Um, all right, your next comedian, everybody, put your hands together for Josh C. Kotsky. Putting all the juice together out of Kid Pam. Uh, I want to make that the new stereotype about Jews, just like fucking Jews fuck with Walmart. That's just their thing. All right, I'm, I'm not going to be as good as all you. Don't need your notes, people, motherfucker. Uh, I had to do a bunch of sexual harassment training at work. I'm getting pretty good at it. Hey. Uh, I, I went to a Safeway and I saw that Benny Hanna's is selling frozen hibachi chicken. I don't think they understand what people like about Benny Hanna's. All right, you go to Benny Hanna's for the same reason you go to NASCAR. You want to see an accident. <laughs> I want to see somebody catch on fire. <laughs> More Jewish jokes. Uh, anyone think it's weird that there's three religions based on Abraham circumcising himself, yet zero religions uh, for Van Gogh? No? Like, the man deserves a cult or something. Uh, when I was in uh, first grade, my teacher told me that uh, plagiarism, they gave me a syllabus that said plagiarism is using someone else's work as your own, and plagiarism is just as bad as cheating. Over the next 14 years, 98 separate teachers gave me a syllabus that said the exact same thing. And that's how I learned it's okay to steal jokes. All right? No, guys, I don't steal jokes. I used to steal all of Mitch Hedberg's jokes. Well, I still do. Ah, fuck. I fucked that one up. I used to steal them all. Anyways, you guys know where I'm going. All right. Uh, I used to steal all of Mitch Hedberg's jokes. I still do, but I used to too. All right. There it is. Fuck that one up. All right. Let's keep going. Uh, I keep kosher because I'm better than you. Uh, I hope it gets me into heaven, but like it would suck if that's the reason I don't get into heaven. Like if God's just going through my like transcript, going like, "All right, great father and husband, check corrupted people's pronunciations." That's not good. Didn't eat pork? Oh, you're going to hell. And he'd be like, you know, pork is kind of a prerequisite for going to heaven. And I'd be like, actually, it's pronounced perquisite, and then I'd go to hell. Gotta figure out how to say that one better. Uh, what is your favorite song to have sex to? Mine is the Star Spangled Banner. Once those bombs start bursting, so do I. <laughs> that was the stupidest joke I've ever um, All right, no, here's the other stupidest joke I've ever made. Here's my impression of Charlie Brown and friends trick-or-treating for drugs. I got a candy bar. I got a chocolate bar. I got a rock! Uh, do, do, do. uh I, I, I think my girlfriend's cheating on me. Uh, she keeps getting calls from this dude, and every time she sees who it is, she just yeah, go for it. Every time she sees who it is, she just immediately hangs up. And I'm trying to find this guy. Uh, do any of you know Scam Likely? Uh. Motherfucker. I, I need to get back in. Uh, so yesterday, I, I actually cheated on my girlfriend. Uh, 
I, I, I was out with this girl and my girlfriend's best friend actually saw us, which was, um, it was kind of weird. Um, this morning my girlfriend called me and she was like, I caught you cheating on me red-handed. I went, first of all, your friend's the one who caught me, caught me cheating, okay? You're using her work as your own, that is plagiarism, and that is just as bad as cheating. All right, do I have a few seconds or not? All right, I'll do, 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 do. Last one. Um, I had a friend in college who used to say, uh, no means yes, and yes means anal. You guys heard that one? You think that makes his life kind of tough? Like he just goes to the store and he's like, do you guys have any ice cream? No. All right, I'll take a uh, mint chocolate chip. And uh, can you guys break a 20? Yes. Whoa, 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 it's just a 20. All right, thanks, guys. Josh Kotsky, everyone. I didn't understand the last joke. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, okay, I didn't understand. But that was really great. You're so clever. And um, the only thing that I would say is that when you do that question, when you do the thing about the song, actually ask people and do a little crowd work because it's a perfect opportunity for it. Oh, no, I, I, I hear you. But that cheating joke, that was solid. That was so clever. So fucking clever. Um, we're, we're, anybody want to comment? That was good, oh, yeah. The comments? Yeah, I like the... Uh, I like the thing about like your perfect best-case scenario being disaster-striking the... Um, what's it called? The... Bocce bar or whatever. Oh, yeah. The what's the place yeah, called? Uh, Benny Han is yeah. I feel like you could play that just like write out a whole scene of just all the shit that's going down at Benny Hanas and you're just sitting there loving it, like having your prime dining experience. There might even be a sketch there where it's like an arsonist at Benny Hanas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Even the even the what are the onions are smoking. Onion Volcano, it's amazing. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky, yay! What happened? Oh, okay, great. Well, um, we're at the point where we're just gonna do sets, um, and it's, and I, so the people who I, I'm still wondering if they're, they're not here yet, the Sacramento people, De, uh, Davey, Yang, hi, we, um, we can have you go up next if you want. And we, Will Brown, you're gonna let me know whenever you wanna jump in. Do you wanna get on stage right now? Are you cool with that? Or do you wanna wait a sec? Okay, Will, do you want to go up? Put your hands together. He's back, everybody. I'm so excited that he's in the house. And it's been months and months and months. Put your hands together, everybody, for Will Brown. Yay! Yay! Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, I quit my job. Uh, and I got my meds tweaked just right. So here I am. I'm back. I made it. Uh, I wasn't planning to come, but I just wrote down like three jokes today. I was like, I'm coming. I'm getting on stage. Uh, I think that they should open uh, a TJ's in the Tenderloin, you know, not just so the winos can get the two-buck chuck, but because I really just want to see how much more fucked up a Trader Joe's parking lot could be if it was in the Tenderloin. <laughs> Throw a few crackheads in there, see what happens. It's bad enough in the medium okay neighborhoods with Priuses and assholes. Um, okay, age check. If I start a jingle, let's see who can finish it. Rice-a-roni, the San Francisco. Okay, good, everybody knows it. I was worried. I was like, is this a pre-millennial only thing? Because I wrote a few more. 
Folsom Street Fair where San Franciscans skeet. In the street with a guy named Pete, but Peter left already, so anyway. Uh, grinder phonies, the Frisco catfish treat. That's a little bit more specific. Those are my San Francisco jokes. Oh, no, wait, I have a one more. It's an old one. Uh, so when I was a, I'm, I'm like middle-aged now, daddy years. I'm in my daddy years for a gay guy, okay? So when I first, first, first moved to San Francisco, I was a little baby gay redneck from West Virginia. I walked down the castor and I thought, what a bunch of fucking freaks in San Francisco there is. And we walked by, I would walk by that gay bar on the corner of Market and Castro. Do you guys know it? Twin Peaks. It's like all windows and you could walk by and Twin Peak in and look at all the old gay dudes with their silver hair having their cocktails. But uh, now that it's COVID time, they're having to have the most of the drinks out on the sidewalk now, right? So instead, oh, before we called it uh, the glass coffin, and now they're calling it the open casket. Uh, but you know, I did, and then right across the street, there's a bar called the 440. It used to be called Daddy's, and so I wandered into Daddy's when I was a little 21-year-old twink, and some Daddy's convinced me to take you know a ride up to Twin Peaks, the neighborhood where they lived. And um, I don't know, if you guys go up Market Street before it gets to Portola, they got all those streets named like after the planets, you know, there's like Mercury Road and Venus Circle where the lesbians hang out, I guess. And then there's um, Mars. And then when we got to Saturn, I should have made them return me to the Castro because they, they lived on Uranus Terrace, which is like Latin for what they did to me in their apartment on Uranus Terrace. And that's a true story, and it's a real street. You can look it up on Google Maps. All right, thanks for having me. You didn't even wait. I was like, do a compilation of keys. I think about you all the time. I think about a compilation of keys. Will Brown, everyone, yay! A compilation of keys. Um, no one knows the keys as much as I do. I, I think about it all the time. Like, I constantly walk around and, anyway. See, yeah, I love that joke. Uh, hey, your next comedian, clap your hands together, everybody, for Ian Levy, yay! I meant to write all day, and then I didn't, so here's my loose notes. Okay. Uh, I've been going on uh, too many uh, first dates recently, uh, a lot of dates, and to the point that I, uh, when you go on second dates, like you, you start to mix up conversations you've had with people, so you don't even know, and you just have to like, if, if you get caught, you just have to play it confident, you know, if they'll, they'll, they'll catch you, you're like, I'm pretty sure uh, you're a registered nurse, you know, like I don't know, as a, you know, are you sure you're not? Is that, yeah, okay, no, there we go. Um, growing up, I never, I didn't have any opinions, uh, when I was a little kid, I remember like I my whatever my I would just pick whatever my dad's opinions were on any topic. Those were just my opinions, no matter what. Like I remember he took me to see the movie uh, Spy Kids, uh, and he was like, uh, when we were walking out, he was like, "What did you think?" And I was like, "It was good." And he went, "Really?" And I went, "Uh, it was bad." You know, like I didn't know. I was like, "Whatever, okay, whatever. Please love me, Dad. That's all I care about." You know. And my dad was like, "Good. We like French films." And I was like, "Okay, I guess." You know. And then, 
I watched a French film. I'd never been bored more in my life. But I was like, I guess this is what I like now. So I'll watch Goudard. Goudard? Is that right? Goudard? Did I say, yeah, yeah. Breathless? I don't know. You know, the, cra the crazy thing is, is I do, uh, I do like... Uh, I'm very pretentious when it comes to movies. I like uh, I, I like movies that uh, you know have, have about a French person like smokes a cigarette for an hour and a half and then dies. <laughs> that's that's like a good movie to be. And there's this weird thing where everyone everyone you're not allowed to like be a you can only be a jerk one way. Have you ever noticed how mean people are to pretentious people? It's very, it's very hurtful because if someone likes like Marvel movies, I can't be like, ugh, so you know, because that makes me a piece of shit. But then I go like, I like French movies, and everyone's like, ugh, yeah, fuck it, ah, all the okay, nope, that no, was just not funny, but it's true. Uh, let's see here, what else? Uh, my dad was uh, is, is always uh, been a very honest person. Uh, I remember when uh, my parents were getting divorced, he told me he was like, hey, I want you to know, uh, this divorce is not your fault. Okay, it's your brother's. I was like, oh, good to know. Okay, that's, that's what my brother gets for saying he didn't like French films. So, yeah. My um, my dad uh, is a is a, a interesting guy. I do remember he told. I don't know if this is funny, but this is a true. When my brother was five, uh, my brother just asked. He said, "Is Santa real?" And my dad said, uh, "No." Uh, which I feel like you're supposed to cushion it a little bit, right? As the, as, I didn't know. No one told me. They, I was the middle child. That was the most middle child. People ask, like, what was it like being a middle child? And the only real experience that sticks in my mind is they forgot to tell me that Santa wasn't real. So my older sister knew and my younger brother knew. And then I found out by my mom just going, now that we know Santa's not real. And I was like, what? And then it was, it was news to me, earth shattering. Okay. Uh... I um uh pretty big news in my life. I've started uh using face moisturizer. It's happened. I've started uh I've started getting those pores nice and moist. <laughs> just just how I like them. That's how I, <laughs> I, I like my pores like I I like my pussies. No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. No. I, I took a turn. I don't like how that's going. Okay. I'll never say that again. But uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> exfoliated no i don't know I, I don't know what i'm trying to say but uh i you know the one thing i didn't know is i didn't know it would feel good am, am i crazy and i thought because my ex used to always try to get me to like take care of my skin and i'd be like yeah it seems like a lot of work and now at like you know 9 30 i'm at home like ooh, you know like rubbing it in and it feels it feels okay no that's just for me uh, i'm learning so much okay that's been all my time i've been ian levy Yay. <laughs> Ian Levy, yay! All that intense eye contact gave me a hot flash. <laughs> He's looking right at me with the... <laughs> like, what? Um, all right. Hey, your next comedian is not here, but your next one is. Put your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Ian Levy. I tried uh, moisturizer once, too, and that's how I realized how I like my pores, just dry and gaping, because I stopped using moisturizer. Oh, they're my pores, people. I can like them how I fucking want. All right, that's crazy, guys. Um, I, I feel like, I, I, I need more friends with toxic masculinity. Does that make sense? No, it doesn't. We're a bunch of comics in a fucking radio station right now. But um, I do like when the when the Giants were playing in the postseason. Okay, I was texting all my friends like, hey, dude, I'm, 
I'm ordering Hello Chicken Wings. I'm going to put the game on the big TV. Do any of you want to come see it? And they're like, nah, we'd rather just write in our jokes and maybe go to a fucking open mic and do spoken word. You know what I mean? Like, it's so fucking really. Can I not have a friend who's like, I, can, I need more friends who, like, you know, won't talk to me for hours at a time. We're just sitting there in silence. You know what I mean? That's how I realize my dad's my best friend. Okay? Because we just sit there hours at a time and not talk about shit. It's amazing. Like, that's pr- <laughs> I love how I'm talking about friends with masculinity and I get a text from probably a friend. You know? That's crazy, though, guys. But, I like, I should not be making these jokes right now because, like, there's people with beanies. There's a guy with a long ponytail. You know, there's a guy wearing a fucking, like, you know, collared sweater. And uh, on like shoes without socks. I'm getting so many fucking text messages right now, and uh, it's a group text. So this is why I need more friends with talk to masculinity. Have any of you guys gotten in a fight before? See, that's what I'm saying. I need more friends with toxic masculinity. All right, this joke is not working with any of you motherfuckers. Okay, like that makes me feel so uh, fucking shit. I'm trying to okay, okay, okay. It's San, it's, no, it's, San, it's San Francisco, okay? And here's the problem with that, too, all right? No t- friend would talk to masculinity would say, stay in the pocket. They tell me to get the fuck off stage, you fucking asshole. All right, I need friends to boo me. <laughs> okay, that's what, as soon as you get the fucking, you know, safety of the mob, then you do, fuck you guys. I'm a bigger boy than all of you. All right, I'm a big boy. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's going on, guys. It's weird, though. Um, I work with my father, you guys know that. Um, he actually fell down some scaffolding, you know, um, a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we construction, and um, when he did that, and actually, that's how you guys describe toxic masculinity. I'm telling my father fell down and broke his legs, and I get this from all of you, you just, sounds about right, no fucking support at all. I get John Alcabez just going that <laughs> laugh, all right, but where he fell down, and um, I work, uh, work construction, and like, I'll, I'm doing all the work for him right now, and like, you know how gr- weird and great it is? To be your own father's boss point. Like, I'm going to have to wheel him in through a wheelchair in the construction site. And he's bitching at me saying, like, why the fuck is this construction site not handy, capable, accessible? And I go, Dad, you fucking made it. You know? Like, he's bitching at me. He's saying, like, Hunter, you're doing this wrong. You're doing this wrong. And I have the ability to wheel my father into a corner in his wheelchair and whisper in his ear, you're on timeout. Stay there. You know that's a fantasy of every single fucking child that has ever happened. I did do it. That's why I'm saying the fucking joke. It's crazy, though. It is. Though. He needs that horn, Pam. My dad needs that horn. If I'm ever doing anything wrong, just honk, honk. You know? That's weird, though. Yeah, I'm, I was uh, working on this door. Um, like, you know, um, that sounded weird. But I was working on this uh, door, like, trying to put it in there. And um, he's in his wheelchair. And this time, perfectly but horribly wrong, um, the uh, radio went on. And uh, he tapped me on the butt to move me out of the way. And then, uh, what's that song? Fuck, I forgot the song. This is Toss My Salute. Um A Candle in the Wind. That song came on while he tapped me on the butt and said, get the fuck out of my way. Like, do you know how weird that is? Ian, you were homeschooled. That probably happened to you at one point. No? No? Okay, I love that look. I don't know, guys. I'm floundering. I start with toxic masculinity, and I then revert to a guy during, who's homeschooled. You know, guys? This has been a set. <laughs> That's my time, people. Hunter Uniac, yay! Never know when who to cling to when the rain set in. That's the song. It's lovely. You're, wel- you're welcome. Uh, your next community, the guys from Sacramento didn't make it yet, huh? Okay. Uh, d- that means David Rodriguez isn't here. But um, p- 
Put your hands together for your next comedian, Cesar Julio. Yay! Hey, um, so that's not my name, but uh, Facebook doesn't let me use my real name. That weird. Yeah, it's too common, I guess. Um, Julio Chavez, that's it. That's my name. But So, you know why alcoholics are loving this weather? Because the possibility of mudslides. Um, so... You know what's the worst part about cheap condoms? It's not that they break. It's just that when you get fucked, you go home smelling like latex, and your husband is not going to like that. Um, <clears throat> so you guys heard of pool tabs? They're like scratchers, basically. You just like a gambling card, a piece of paper, and you like pull on them instead of scratching them. So these, there's these other gambling cards I got into, the $5 ones, and the whole idea is to not scratch them. You want to keep them in mint condition, send them to get graded. They're called Pokemon cards. You might get money, you know, but it's just a scam. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you guys ever have somebody want to stay with you? And, like, you don't really trust this person, but you still want to seem cool? So you got to, like, bitch-proof your house. You got to get, like, all your valuable shit and, like, get, get a storage unit or some shit. Act like you never owned it or whatever. Don't even tell them about it. <laughs> so they're going to come, like, raid your fridge. It's going to be like food bank food. They're going to go through like your medicine cabinet and they're not going to find nothing but like regular Tylenols and some fucking antidepressants like Zoloft. Doesn't like Zoloft sound like it'll be really fun? But it's really not. But it got like the Z in the name, like Xanax. And then uh, there's a loft. You can even give it a cool girl name like Zoe. Like, hey, bro, you got that Zoe? We're like, that 101, baby. Like, you put it in the Chanel bag? Hell yeah. Designer drugs. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> you guys like to collect energy rocks? Yeah. Me too. So, energy converts from one form to another. And I've convert, I learned how to use the rocks. You make a shrine and you convert the energy into their BD form. And like, you say a prayer over your BDE shrine. You go, bless me with a bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, you guys uh, know why Jack in the Box commercials are like made for stoners? Because Jack in the Box got street cred. Because if you didn't know, like in the 90s, their hamburgers kill people. <laughs> he was putting in work. Jack on the block. Is what his name was. <laughs> um, so, you guys heard uh, dating a chola? It was, yeah, that's a red flag I heard. Nah? He's saying no? It's a blue flag then? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, so, thanks. All right, that's my time. <laughs> Julio Chavez, killing like Jack in a Box with the E. coli. Yeah. I remember that. Um, Jack in the Box is so dangerous, like, I I'll get diarrhea if I just read the coupons, you know, <laughs> like when they come in the mail. Like, ah, get rid of these things. Um, hey. So um, y'all are here. It's exciting. Do you want to, which order do you want to go in? Do you care? Do you want to go first? Do you want your buddy David to go first? Or do you want 
All right, here we go. Um, your next comedians are from Sacramento. We got a Sacramento rock block up here. Put your hands together, everybody, for Davey Yang. Yay! Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I gotta do that everywhere I go. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a foreigner. I'm, uh, I'm from China. Sorry about the pandemics. You know, ever since COVID started, uh, Chinese people are considered to be dangerous. Like, people are like, you shouldn't say that it's racist to Chinese people, but um, I like it. Because I'm, I'm a little guy. I was never a threat. Like, back in the days, nobody sees me and cross the street. Now all I got to do is just to cough. That's <laughs> pretty cool. I, I, I think racism towards, towards Asian people are kind of confusing. Um, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was I was walking down the street and uh, I saw this uh, teenager white boy and he he saw me just yell. He goes, "Hey, you shrimp eating Asian!" And I was just confused. I was like, "Are you just calling me healthy?" <laughs> like, yeah, I do eat a lot of shrimps and I eat a lot of veggies. I'm gonna live longer than you, you burger eating Eastern European. <laughs> fucking weird i think i think this is what i think uh is wrong with the term racist i i, I think it's too broad like if you if you lynch a guy down you're a racist if you if you think asian guys aren't good driver you're a racist like it's too broad like you it's, it's such a broad term like it's it's not even a good warning anymore like for example if somebody tell me he goes hey davy there's a racist in town well first i'll go only one but then I'll be confused because, like, I, I don't know what this guy's going to do. Like, is he going to beat me up in the subway or is he just not going to get into my car, which is, like, fine. Like, it's not it's not a good warning. You know what a good warning is? Um, in nature, some of the grass-eating animals like deers, they, they, have a, they have a better warning system. They have a different warning word for every predator. For example, they're guard deers. When they see a tiger, they just go... And when they see a leopard, they just go, doo -doo -doo. and when they see a dog, they're like, piss off, you're fucking small. And I think, I, I think this is what we need. I, I think it's, it's a shame that we are, as a human, we don't have a good, efficient warning system towards racist people. I, this, is, this, is, this is my proposal. I, uh, to solve this question, I present to you guys the, the young racist scale. It's a scale from 1 to 10 to rate how racist somebody is. It's like IBDM, but uh, you rate on racist scales. For example, if you think Asian guys aren't good drivers, you, you get a three. That's pretty light. If you, if you kill a person, you get an eight. Now you ask me, what's more serious than killing the person? Well, killing two people. <laughs> we gotta leave room for Hitler. <laughs> I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and also, towards like, towards... We got to also have a warning towards like which race you're racist to. So the color of the scale will be like the race or the races that you're racist to. So if you see my scale, it would be uh, white. <laughs> All right, that's my time. One minute. All right. <laughs> uh, my last minute, I'm getting out of here. Uh, I'm a college student. Any uh, college student in here? Oh, sweet. Oh, shit. The American education system is pretty great. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I hate being a college student. I, I live with this guy. We got a roommate. He's really messy. He's really messy. Last night, he got shit-faced. 
and he peed in the bed. Immediately, we got kicked out of Ikea. <laughs> All right, that's my time, Davey. Thank you, everybody. Clap your hands together for Davey Yang. That was great, yay. All the way from Sacramento. They were on the, they were on the tour. Hey, thanks, Josh. Your next comedian, also from SAC. It's a SAC rock block. Put your hands together for Angel Castro. Yay! Not gonna lie, I'm a little bit angry, you guys. Pretty pissed off. I came over here to San Francisco. I wanted to look good, put on this blazer, and I told my friends how I look, and they're like, you look like Mexican Clark Kent. But what made me mad is that, I mean, you don't need to put a Mexican in front of Clark Kent. Like, Superman is the most Mexican superhero there is. You guys know that? Yeah, he's the most Mexican superhero there is. Think about it. The guy left his homeland because it was going to shit. He came to this country without papers, and he works under a different identity. I know a Mexican when I see one. I'm just kidding, you guys. I, I wear a blazer because I'm a college-educated Latino. Come standard with your diploma. But I don't like to think too much of it because I know that all that means being a college-educated like, Latino. I know all that means is that I know more white people that say the N-word than black people. And like, I, I know also know like I'm a light-skinned Mexican. You know, like I recognize how I look. Like when I put on this blazer, I look like the manager at any Taco Bell. You ever realize that, how when you go to the fast food places, it's always the light-skinned Mexicans that are the manager? Because we're the ones that can communicate with both sides of the desk. You got the people on the back, hey, apurenle, and then the people in the front, I'm sorry, ma'am, we're all out of gorditas. <laughs> Gonna have to come back another time. It's managers, man, managers. I'm a light-skinned Mexican, like I said. Sometimes I feel like that confuses other Mexicans. Like I've gone to a rally before and I've done the chance. I've been like, si se puede. Somebody just yells, just yells out, hey, who brought the gringo? And I have to remind him, tío, it's me. Forget, we were just at Christmas together. <laughs> That's what it is. If you guys noticed, I've been using the term Latino. I haven't been using the word Latinx, right? I tried using Latinx. I really did. I was hoping it was going to catch on. But I realized it wasn't going to catch on when I asked my grandpa to call me a Latinx. Like, I went up to my abuelito, and I was like, hey, Grandpa, moving forward, I need you to call me Latinx, because that's how I identify. And he just told me, okay, moving forward, I'm just going to call you pendejo. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of messed up, Grandpa. He's like, well, you already look like a pendejo. Might as well identify like one. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about the fires up north? Did you guys hear about the fires this last year? It was crazy, right? Every day I was checking online for the percentages of, of the fires being contained. It kept changing every day. It got me wondering, like, who's doing the calculations on these fires? Like, that's got to be the hardest job in the world, right? Because firefighting is hard, but have you guys ever tried doing math in the middle of an emergency? <laughs> Shit, man, I have trouble calculating the tip at the end of dinner. You have these people in the middle of chaos trying to do arithmetic. You know, imagine the, cir the circumstances. Like, people are running around like, where's my dog? Bring the hoses. And in the middle of all that, you just have some person going, all right, two plus two, carry the one, divide by five. Somebody's not going to know what they're going to do, what they're doing, and come interrupt them and be like, hey, man, help out. You know that they're going to just respond, damn, now i got to start all over. 
You guys don't like fire jokes, okay? <laughs> Recognize it. Uh, I guess people who could do math just really impressed me, you know, because I think my dad couldn't do math growing up. I really do. Like, I remember being a third grader and having, like, division homework and struggling with it. I went up to my dad, and I was like, hey, Appa, can you help me out with this homework assignment? I, I'm stuck. He just grabbed the sheet, took a look at it, looked back at me, back at the sheet, and then he just said, son, there comes a time in every young man's life where he has to grow up and solve his own problems. Today's that day with you. Thank you, guys. That's been my time. My name's Angel Castro. You guys are awesome. Angel Castro. Yay. And then yay. Super clever. I'm glad you guys came all the way down. From Sacramento, your next comedian. Clap your hands in a slappy-like motion for David Rodriguez. Yay. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. I didn't know Pam was a fan of the Hells Angels, but... uh. Hell yeah. These look like these look like my shower curtains too. It's kinda weird. No, they don't. I don't I don't need curtains. I like when people see me. But yeah, uh, anybody have tattoos here? Anybody have tattoos? Hell yeah, man. Uh, no, I, I salute you because uh I, I can never get a tattoo. Uh, I feel like if I were to get one, I'd regret it. I'd be like, shoot, you know what? I, I didn't like Sharknado that much. Um <laughs> My favorite gang isn't even the KKK. What the hell? I meant to guy I love Tijuana, not my Tia Juana. She's a bruja. That deserves a. My brother, dude, he was in a gang. My older brother, he was in a gang, and he's all tatted. Well, you really like the the bruja. One? <laughs> I appreciate it. No, but my brother, he was he's all tatted. He was in a gang. He actually looks like he's straight out of Compton. Me, I'm straight out of Chuck E. Cheese. Um, yeah, man, he was in a gang. Um, yeah, like, if you're in a gang, I feel like you have to get tattoos. That's a must. If I was in a gang, I'd be like, shoot, guys, I'm scared of needles. You guys have stickers for my hydro flask. Um, my dad doesn't have anything on his uh, work laptop. I could put something on there. Um, well. Like, imagine, like, and location's also pretty important, too. Like, where you put your tattoo. Can you imagine a gang member, like, hey, guys, you want to see what I got? It's down here. Can I get jumped again, please? This time, slap me harder. But, yeah. Um, what else? Um, you, like, if when you have attractive friends... Uh, you could tell you're the ugly friend if you're always the cameraman. Um, it's like it's like, hey Ryan, can I can I be in the picture this time? Nah, bro, your phone's better. Oh. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's a 4S. The camera's cracked. I, I could I could do the timer and I can run in. I mean, if that'll work. Nah, bro, this picture's going on Instagram. But I look good in this Sharknado shirt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, when you have attractive friends, man. Like, some, sometimes, like, they know how to dress. Sometimes they go to my, my house, and my mom is like, mijo, like, ask Santa for new clothes. 
Not a new, not a new lava lamp. <laughs> I did ask for a new lava lamp. Fuck. I do need new clothes. Um, what else? My friends, they're uh, they're pretty successful on Tinder. I I hate going on Tinder, man, cause uh, girls they know how to take pictures, and they just all look out of my league. I'm scrolling through Tinder like, damn, where are all the nasties at? Her teeth are too straight. She looks too happy. Looks like she has a future. Fuck, man. Fuck. <sighs> you know, my boss, he said he was going to come out and watch me perform one of these days. Honestly, I'm kind of happy he didn't come today because uh, I'm supposed to be at work right now. So, uh, thank you, everybody. My name is Dave Rodriguez. Appreciate it. David Rodriguez, everyone. Bye. Um, I'm going to do just like a couple minutes because I'm last on the list. And um, yeah. Are you guys going to Pacifica? Are you, will you wait? Will, you, are, well, when you come back, are you going to drive back through the city to go back to Sacramento? Or are you going to, how are you? Oh, you're not coming back. Okay, never mind then. No, I just, there's Pacifica. I just, I live in the city. If I get down there, I won't be able to get back. That's all. Oh, well, I was, I just, I just, I'll go anywhere. I just have to be able to get back t into town. Let, let me do a couple minutes though. Here we go. Yay, me, yay. David was talking about tattoos and so I, uh, I have a lot of tattoos. I actually have two accidental gang tattoos. How is that possible, you ask? How is it possible that I have two accidental gang tattoos? Oh, I, I went to UC San Diego as undergrad. and I was 19, I was a theater major. And I didn't want my mom to know about my tattoos, so I got on the back of my neck, where I could cover it with hair, the classic symbol of comedy. Comedy tragedy masks on the back of my neck. And then I started teaching high school later on in Oceanside. And some of the kids said, oh, Benjamin, smell not quite later, I say. And I was like, yes, no, what are you? And it's the Norteños gang symbol. And I got it on my neck. In like the early, like the mid 90s, right? Okay, my second accidental gang tattoo is on my wrist here. And um, I, I have an MFA, I have some MFAs. I have an MFA in poetry and I have an MA in fiction. And my work is pregnant with semicolons. My fiction is just semicolons all over the place. So I got a tattoo of my favorite punctuation, the semicolon. And then I find out later that this is the symbol for suicide awareness. And I got it on my wrist. Accidental gang tattoo, one and two. I also have, I also have a tattoo of a cross down here. So that could be like gang three. <laughs> it's like, I'm in the Jesus gang. Yeah, that just doesn't help me as much as I'd like it to. Uh, and then this, this is actually a lot of fun. Um, I have a literary tramp stamp that I have a tramp stamp, but it's also from these books called The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. And I have on my back the symbol, the ancient symbol of Aes Sedai. Yeah, I have a literary tramp stamp. I actually got to meet Robert Jordan once in a book signing, he's dead now. And I showed him this and he just shook his head sadly like, oh my God, don't. 
hundred tramp stamps. Like, so this is what people have to stay. Okay, anyway. <laughs> you all know it. You're all men. You all know what tramp stamps are for in the 90s. This is crazy. So, but in the 90s, the 90s are different. All you young kids, you all ask for consent. And I think that's amazing. I think that's very different because when I grew up in the 90s, there was no consent. When you went to Koreatown in LA and uh, you went dancing with your friends, um, the hip hop hot dog came sticking in your buns. Like there was nothing you could do about it. You didn't even get to make eye contact with this person that's like has a huge raging boner in between your butt cheeks. But we just knew that that was what was gonna happen. That's just, it was the 90s. We knew we were going to a hip hop club in LA. That's what happens. We took that responsibility. And now everyone, I mean, how do you dance out there? Like, do I have consent to hump your booty on the dance floor? Can I, if I want a pussy popping on the handstand, when I gotta ask consent before I just jump up on the wall? No, I'm old now. I have to do things like that and say things to stay topical because I'm going through menopause and it's awful. I'm, I'm so hot at night I'm so, and I sweat so much that I can stick an egg in my panties and in the morning it's soft boiled. Yeah, if I leave it in there till lunch, I can take it out and make a deviled egg. Just need a little mayonnaise. Yeah, I'm gross. Okay, uh, I just wanted to run those things. Thank you all so much for staying. Have the best time ever. David, you sure don't want to do some jokes? One joke? You're okay. Did you have fun? Okay. Uh, all right, thanks all for being here and for coming. Have fun in Pacifica and in, in San Mateo. And everyone have a beautiful night. Yay!
know, put a melaton in there. You don't put them with them, huh? You put them with the others or what?
day or two. Then read it over. You will find yourself looking at them with far greater insight, and you'll find them quickly diminishing. Another chief reason why people consistently overeat and thus put on excess weight faster than they take it off is because they're subject to varying degrees of depression or feeling blue or feeling down in the dumps. The Pittsburgh University studies also gave overweight men and women tests which measured depression. And in a great many cases, it was found that a feeling of depression was a definite factor in making it either difficult or impossible for people to lose extra weight. University of Maryland studies have likewise shown that overweight people, especially women, are frequently impulsive eaters who eat to ward off feelings of depression or despondency. Whether feeling depressed much of the time is the villain, keeping you from losing unwanted pounds or not, low periods are unpleasant. Unpleasant enough for science to study seriously what makes us feel blue or blah or just plain downbeat and what we can do to snap ourselves out of it. Fortunately, while really severe depressions may require consultation with a specialist, studies show that most depressions are self-limiting. throws them just as many curves and that they get those well-known blues just as often as you do. Feeling low-spirited can spring from an infinite variety of causes, but the psychologists all agree on the antidote. Briefly it is, any effective means of taking your mind off yourself. Studies show that people who keep the busiest are the happiest. Don't give your mind a chance to dwell on how you feel. When idle moments occur during the day, Fill them in quickly by diverting yourself with an absorbing book. by mental and emotional conflict. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire Jack Frost nipping at your nose And yuletide carols being sung by a choir And folks 
dressed up like Eskimos. Everybody knows a turkey and some mistletoe help to make the season bright. Tiny tots with their eyes all aglow will find it hard to sleep tonight. They know that Santa is on his way. He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh. And every mother's child is gonna spy to see if reindeer really know how to fly. So I'm offering a simple phrase to kids from one to 92. Though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas. Santa's on his way 